What's going on, Kevin? How you doing? How you doing, my brother? We about to get started here in just a few moments. Listen, I need you to hit that share button. Hit that share button because I'm about to share something that's going to uplift, educate, and also elevate. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who else we got in the building? Who else we got in the building? This ain't no fly by night. I've been in it for a minute. I've been up and all around. Give about 30 more seconds and we're going to get started. I'm going with that sickness. Oh, yeah. Self-help couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Drop G's did it. Sis did it. You know, you know. I rep that Uno. You know, you know. You know, you know. I rep that Uno. You know, you know. You know, you know. I rep that Uno. All right, all right, all right. Listen, season of clarity, man. Let's get it going. Let us let us get it going. Listen, what's going on? How's everyone doing? Um on this beautiful evening. Again, this is the second episode. Fred, what's going on, my brother? Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. Thank you for sharing. Um, but listen, um, we're going to share something that I think that was in my spirit very strongly. I think this is going to help a lot of folks out there, man. But listen, hit that share button with anybody that you know that has a vision, that has a dream. Uh, anybody that you know that, uh, that has the potential to take their, their life to the next level. But hey, listen, again, if you don't know who I am, my name is Adrian Townsend. Um, you know, I'm a humble guy. And I've been through a lot. My wife and I, we've been through some things. And of course, most people have probably been through more than we have experienced. But, you know, what I've decided to do in this season, actually, I'll start off with this last season. You know, God really put it in my heart that um, that we should do a uh, that uh, we should do a series. And uh, it came to my mind, season of clarity. And, and just to kind of tell you about what the vision is with the season of clarity. What it is is basically there's a season in everybody's life. I truly believe that when things get so clear, when, when we need to start clarifying some of the challenges that we face. And what I mean by that is that we begin to start understanding the reasoning behind the challenges that we face in life. Because I don't think that anybody's exempt from challenges. Would you agree? Uh, I truly believe that each and every one of us has a growing process. Each and, every one of, uh, each and every one of us has a process in life that we learn from, right? Uh, and I think that when we can change our mentality uh, from looking at it as a loss, looking at it as a, a uh, failure, and when we can start looking at those same things that we used to call failures and we can start looking at it as a lesson, I think that we can move forward. And that's with the season of clarity, giving clarity to the challenges that you're facing and turning those tragedies into triumph. So that's the vision of the season of clarity, guys, just to educate, uh, uplift, and also elevate those lives and take them up to the next level. But of course, I can't do anything without God, right? So the title, let's get right into it. It's going to be a shorter version, guys, but the title of this is something, some things you must have to, or I should put it like this, some things you got to just survive through. Some things you just have to survive through. This is encouragement in your struggle, right? Again, if you're just jumping on, hit that share button because I think that everyone on this line would agree that all of us go through challenges, but it's only when we 
have uh, chosen, or I should say have decided to change those tragedies and turn them into uh, triumph and and understand that the mess that you're going through is developing your message and that understand that your test that you're going through is uh, setting you up for a great testimony. So I got some notes today and I want to really talk from it because I think that it's very, very, very important that we understand, you know, uh, the, the key to surviving. And some people have decided to to die. And what I mean by die, I mean die to the vision that God has given you. Die to uh, the passion that he's given you. You've decided to die to the pursuit uh, of accomplishing things in life. And what I'm telling you to do now is decide to survive, right? And if you don't know my story, again, I will share it. I will never get tired of sharing it. Joyce, what's going on? I love you too. I love you too, family. What I've decided to do, family, is really share a piece of my life. Um, for most of you who don't know, I've been shot six times back in 2009. And uh, I made a decision. I made a decision to survive. And what I mean by that is that I could have simply been taken out. God spared my life. I give him the glory for it. But what I had to do along with working with him is I had to make a decision to change my life. You know, I had to make a decision to turn what was looked, what looked or what appeared to be a mess and turn it out of, into a message. And this is what we're going to talk about this evening. And you know, I'm going to start off like this. You know, actually, my one of my mentors shared a story uh, last year. I think it was June of last year. talked about the eagle. And, and if, you, if you know anything about the eagle, the eagle typically has a lifespan of 70 years. And at the 40th year of this particular or the, this group, of, this group of, of, uh, of birds, right, the eagle at the 40th year has to make a decision in life, right? The eagle has to make a decision because at this time in his life, he has soared so high. You know, he has um, went through challenges. He has overcame challenges like most of you who are on this line, right? And again, hit that share button because I think that this ego represents you. But this ego at the year of 40, uh, by this time, his talons, his claws begin to come less flexible, which means that it's harder for him to grab what he needs to eat for him to progress, right? And at this time, his beak would used to be strong, that gave him the ability to eat now has become a little bent and curved. So it's a little harder for him to eat or survive, right? And at this also at the 40th year of an eagle, this, this particular or this particular group of animals, or I should say birds, they, uh, their feathers begin to get uh, heavy, which means that the height that they used to soar is a little more challenging because the, the weight of the feathers that is on their chest. So they're, 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 they're limited on how they can extend their wings and fly due to the feathers being heavy. And I'm talking to those who, uh, who was once a part of, of, of what we call success, who, who maybe, I should say, uh, felt like in a, in a series or in a purpose or in a point in their life where they may have felt that uh, they were soaring high. And, uh, and, and what typically happens with this ego, he has to make a decision to survive. And this is exactly what I want to talk to you about. Make a decision to survive because what, what happens is that this ego needs to go to a mountaintop. And when this ego goes to a mountaintop, there is a process that takes place. He goes to the top of the mountain and he begins to uh, hit his beak. He has to make a decision 
to hit his beak and take his beak off. Yeah, did you hear me? Yes, this particular eagle, which has a 70-year lifespan, at the 40th year, he goes through challenges, he goes through transitions, he goes through so many changes. And if he wants to continue to soar high, if he wants to continue to go to another level, he must make a decision to break his beak. The very thing that he was eating from that gave him the ability to survive, he had to make a decision to sacrifice it for a particular point of time so that, that it could grow out again, right? So again, like I said, the second thing that goes on at the 40th year of an eagle, that, that their talons, the thing that they grab the, the food with, the, the nails, the what we call nails as human, but the, the claws that this particular animal actually utilizes to grab its food or grab its prey, right, begins to become less flexible, right? So what it has to do at this mountaintop, it actually has to break, it actually li literally has to, to, to take its own talons off, which is a gruesome process, but it needs to go through this cutting process in order to take it to the next level. And also along with this, this particular ego has to also pluck its own feathers off. Yes, make a decision to change window. That's what's up. It has to take those heavy feathers off and it has to go through a process of migration. It has to go through a process that doesn't look pretty. The beak is broken. The talent is off. The feathers is off. So we have a naked eagle. We have an eagle without a beak. We also have an eagle without talons. And what happens is that when the process is over, this particular eagle begins to soar higher. I'm talking to those who are trying to make a decision to survive. And, and when you make a decision to survive through what you're going through, let's talk about the three Hebrew boys and what they've been doing and in the scriptures and we understand that there were three Hebrew boys that were thrown into the furnace of affliction right and this is symbolic of those who have been in a, in, in a, in a challenge for so long right but you if you notice and if you read this story the, the three Hebrew boys were thrown into this furnace and what they've noticed and as they were observing what was taking place in this furnace they were observing that uh, they, the bodies of these three Hebrew boys was not harmed what, as a matter of fact, it was not only not harmed, but the very thing, because when they went into the furnace of affliction, uh, what had them bound, because they went in there bound, they went in there chained, they went in there shackled, right? So some of you are going into a season of tribulation and you're going in bound, you're going in through challenges. You entered in 2017 with a challenge that you can't change. Oh, case in point, I will tell you this, whatever is not changing your life, it's not supposed to change. If it's not changing in your life, what typically takes place or what typically needs to be observed is that it's meant to change you. Did you hear me? So when I go to a gym, when I decide to run on a treadmill, the treadmill remains the same. What's the difference after 15 minutes of me running on this treadmill? The difference is not the treadmill because once I get off the treadmill, the treadmill is still a treadmill. The only person that has changed in that whole situation is me. I, I'm sweating. I, uh, my heart rate is increasing, right? The, when, I, when I go to lift the bars, right, the bars remain the same when I put it down, right? I am not looking for the bars to change. I'm looking for it to change me. So if you are experiencing something, something in your life and it's not changing, understand God is trying to change you. He's using your challenge 
to change you. Did you hear me? The challenge is meant to change you. And I want you to share this with someone that you know that is going through a challenge, that is going through an ever ongoing cycle of tribulations. I'm talking about nothing is going right in your life. You may feel that you're going through the same issue in 2013, in 2014, in 2015, 2016, and now you're looking into 2017 and you're saying, man, this looks like exact this looks exactly like 2016. But what I'm here to tell you is that the challenge is meant to change you. The, the challenge is meant to change you. Understand that your assignment is not a decision that you need to make. Your, your assignment is your discovery. The whole purpose, I believe, of a challenge in your life is to help you get on track, to help you focus on a particular, in a, in a particular direction for you to discover your purpose. How can I say that? I'm glad you asked, right? How can I say that? Well, when, when I talk to some people about me getting shot back in 2009, they look at it as a challenge. I look at it as a blessing. You know, let me tell you why. Because although it was a tragedy, um, I made it in my mind that I, uh, that I give God glory for giving me another chance to live. And he gave me a message that I could go out there and help. Yes, I have wounds on my body. Yes, I have scars all over my chest. I have war wounds of, of these gunshots that tried to penetrate my body. But that's something that I had to endure so that I can encourage the next person. Case in point, understand some of the challenges that you face, some of the things that you must survive. It is not for you. It is for everybody that's connected to you in this season. See, when I got... When I decided to give my life to the Lord, you know, it was not only for me because guess what? Two days later, my wife got, when she was my girlfriend at the time, my wife got saved. Uh, to this day, my, my mother's life is never the same. Uh, some of the other people that I've um, came in contact with, their life is not the same. Not because of Adrian Townsend, but because of the Lord. The Lord gave me an opportunity to become a temporary sacrifice. <laughs> temporary sacrifice, to go through that, that pain in my life and some of you are going through so many pain so much pain right now just like that ego that that ego has to break its own beak that ego has to claw off his own talents that ego has to to pluck off its own feathers and sometimes you got to take the weight off and you got to give it to God and I want you to understand that the challenge in your life case in point the challenge in your life sometimes attract the attack right and what I mean by that is there's some people who are throwing stones and I get this from one of my mentors, Ms. Candice Bird Davis, and she, she, she was talking about this back in 2016 with her Wisdom to Win series, and she was talking about how some people, and if you agree, say, I will survive, right? I will survive in the comment, right? Right below, I want you to text, I will survive, and share this with somebody that you know. But listen, you got to make a decision to survive because I will tell you this. When Ms. Candice Bird Davis told me this, it made so much, so much sense because what happens in some cases that some people in your life, they will throw stones at you. And she said, not just stones, but they will get grave stones. They will get tombstones so that those stones will bury you. And see, with some people, and some, sometimes it's our close family members. Sometimes it's, 
it's loved ones. Sometimes it's friends who we would call friends. And sometimes it's enemies in our life that will throw tombstones and they want those stones to bury us. But what you have to do is you have to make, there's two decisions that you have to make. You can take those same stones that people will throw in your direction and you can either build a wall or you can build a bridge. I want you to say, I will build a bridge because you need to take every stone that every enemy, every suit, every person that wants to speak negative about your life, every person that's glad is happening to you, every person that's doubting you in your seed season, you need to take those stones, you need to take those attacks, you need to take those words that are meant to bury you, and you need to use those to build a bridge to, for you to step into your destiny. Did you hear me this now? Say, build a bridge. Yes, I want you to say, build a bridge below, right? But you gotta understand, you gotta trust the process, right? Trust the process because some things you just gotta survive. See, because when the three Hebrew boys came out, they came out loose. And the scripture says, and I'm paraphrasing that, when they came out, they did not smell like smoke. Some of you may be asking, when is my time? When, when is it going to be my time? When is the time? When is the time? See, sometimes God will give, and not sometimes, all the time, God will give the biggest battles to his best warriors. And sometimes to, bake the, the, to make the, the best meal, you need to put it in a crock pot. <laughs> yes, you need to slow cook it. And some of you have been slow cooking. You wasn't on the skillet. You, you, you're not fried, but you're in a slow cooker. You're going through a process. And when you take food out of the slow cooker, the meat falls off the bones. And when you put it on the plate, it is very enjoyable. And that's what some of you are going through. You're going through a process that seems slow. But when you come out, you're coming out like gold. And I want, you, I want to encourage you that you have to survive. You, you got to decide that you're going to stay the course. You can't give up because of what they're telling you. You can't give up because what they're saying about you. You can't give up because of what they may be talking about you behind your back because I could tell you like this. You have to become slippery to the enemy. What I mean by that, you've got to put yourself in a position where the enemy has no grip on your life. And what I mean by grip, when people understand that they can control how you feel, they have you in bondage. And what I mean by that is that there's a energy that is released that indicates to them that you have been affected by their words. So they may come to you and say, well, I don't think that you can make it. I don't think that you're going to survive this. Oh, your husband is wrong. Your, your wife, you should divorce. You should, you should do all this and that. They're telling you all the negative things in your life. And they're telling you that you're going to fail. They're telling you that you're not going to succeed. But I'm here to tell you, you got to continue to stay the course. You got to ignore it. You got to go forward and you got to let them know without even saying anything that those words won't affect you. Yes, I'm slow cooking. Wendell says he's slow cooking. Sabrina Smith. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Slow cooking. Some of us are slow cooking. I can tell you back in 2009, I was slow cooking. I promise you back in 2010, I was slow cooking. I'm talking about all of the challenges that me and my wife went through. And uh, I talked about this last week as I wrapped this up. 
Some of us will go through stages that are consecutive attacks. Some of us will go through spaced attacks. And what I mean by that is that two years may be good, but the third year is horrible. You know, uh, some of us may go through 13, 14, 15, 16, may go through challenges, but 17 may be your breakthrough. You have to understand that your process is your process. So this is the season of clarity, episode two. Some things you just got to survive through. See, understand at the end of it all, outside of the furnace, when they came out, the king or the, 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 the leadership, the, the king at that particular time, Nebuchadnezzar, gave God glory because he understood that if the furnace couldn't kill him, this God is real. So I need you to go out there this week, finish off this week, and, and survive your challenge. Because those challenges that you're facing right now, it is there to let everybody around you know that God is real. Be blessed.